Hi, Paradox Super Sports, it's your local interdimensional travelling teleporting superhero blogger. A confusion hero? Absolutely love the show. I know you get to talk to a lot of March Masters contestants, I want to know if you've heard anything about some sort of like energy draining they've experienced from like the VR stuff. I got some reports of it in an interview and I'm like certain it's totally fine, so like feel free to reassure your guests and listeners. Ultra Arcade Online's tech team are incredible, it's not like they've made any mistakes before. Except that one incident on Tuesday with the data copy. Oh, and multiple accounts of energy draining. Um, I mean, they're a proper business. It's totally fine. Ultracade Online's team are total professionals and really well-intentioned, so they'd probably fix any problems, if there were any, which there aren't, like, instant immediately. Anyway, I've got a fashion show to attend, a bake-off to eat from, a gaming battle to watch, and most importantly, the finals to report on. Bye! I mean, I, we don't have any guess. We could just, you know, speculate on the rest of the bracket, I guess, and then talk yeah. about how we're going to stream. But, you know, it, it seems weird coming down after, you know, having a guest every single time. I know. You know. Yeah. I really feel like we should have someone here. But I'm not even sure who. Should we get maybe someone who's in the final four? <clears throat> uh, Did like, someone say what? you needed a guest? Uh... uh Well, as it turns out, I, Professor Paradox, have quite a few opinions about this. Alright, all let me, I guess we're doing it. Um, you're watching Power Dunk Super Sports, the only program in the city bringing you all the latest news from the year's biggest event. Uh, this is our guest. I, I'm Slugbug, I, I use she, her, there's Flickr, they use any pronouns. Yeah. Uh, and then our guest here, very, it is I, uh, sudden. Professor Hamilton Paradox. I use he, him, uh, or they, them, but only if I am multi-locating. That is the collective they, them. Mm-hmm, plural. Got yes, it. the plurality. I understand. Now, about this March masksness. Yes, thank you. I'm sorry. Thank you for having me on the show completely of your own volition. Can we, like, get you a water or something? That would be delightful. Do you have a seltzer? Uh, I might be able to just... Playing with him, a twist I, of lime, perhaps? Yeah, I think... I think Static Shock's got something in the fridge. I'll just... I'll leave a note and tell him I steal one. I, I don't want to do this to him, but, like... It's okay. It's a sudden. I, I'm sure he'd understand. I would also take, if he has one, a delightful fresca. Uh, I, mm. I don't think so. No. I, mm. I haven't seen one of those. What a rube. Anyway... Yes. Yeah. Happy so, to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. I th yeah, you know what? Yeah, it's great to have you. Yeah, I've heard a lot about you. But I don't know how much of it is true. Oh, do tell me. Um, well, I don't think we have time to go into it. We should probably get to the bracket. Oh, the we, bracket. I we promise have time. you. The bracket's the bracket like barely can... empty. I'm yeah, a time traveler. It's... I have nothing but time. Well, Besides, the bracket's already set. Well, I mean, I don't like to spread gossip or anything. I just heard some things around the Kopi HQ. Like, you've been everywhere in, in time. Uh, literally true, yes. Um, 
someone has a big theory that you're your own father. I don't think that's true, though. Uh, that is not true. My father was a delightful fellow named Gerald Paradox. That is, that's your family name? Yes, it's a, it's a legitimate name. You only know it as a concept because of me. It used to be a name like Smith or Jones. But now something that contradicts itself is known as a paradox. Thanks to yours truly. Oh, you invented the concept of a paradox? Well, I don't know that I invented it so much as it's named after me. Yeah. It's like, um... Well, I guess it's like the opposite of with Scam. I'm not familiar with who that is, but yes. Oh, it's, um... It's like a family friend. Don't, don't, it's, it's unimportant. I find that surprisingly few things are important, but that's neither here nor there. But yes, you, you are correct. I am not so much my own father, although I do have many, I guess you would call them other cells, although they are in fact myself, not other. Huh. I think they're just like time selves. I think other selves involve like dimensionality. Yeah. Well, you can't separate time and space, and time and space are the same as dimension in this sense. It's all very complicated. I find the idea of a multiverse slightly quaint, if we're being honest. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear more about your opinion on that, then. Well, <clears throat> to understand at a high concept level, you might need a, a bit of a background in physics, but I'll try and bring this down so your listeners can understand. Think about electrons. Uh, now, you're, you're familiar with how photons act as both wave and particle, correct? Of course. Uh, I can be. I can be, a, you know, for the sake of this conversation. A small piece of light, a photon, has the properties of both a wave and a particle. Don't worry about it too far beyond that. We're not going to get into it. Electrons act much the same. But electrons have a property where they cannot be both at the same time. Observing it in one sense creates uncertainty as to the other, so if you know the velocity of the electron, you create doubt as to its position, and if you know its position, you remove the knowledge of its velocity, and thus where it has been and where it is going become kind of unclear. All we can say with any surety is that an electron is somewhere in a general region around the atomic nucleus called an orbital. And you can, with a small amount of imagination, conceive that it inhabits every point in that orbital at the same time. Now, are you familiar with Zeno's Paradox? Haha, <laughs> named after me. No. Uh, no. Sorry, that one's... I'm, All right. I'm still Ima like, Don't trying worry. to wrap my head around trigonometry, so like... Okay, think about it this way. If you, if you want to run from one side of this room to the other side of this room... You have to first cross half the room, correct? Yeah. And to cross half the room, you first have to cross half of half the room, correct? Yes. Yeah. And to cross half of half the room, you have to cross half of half of half the room. You can do this ad infinitum. Zeno's paradox demonstrates both that space is functionally infinite and that movement is impossible. Point is, it creates an unlimited number of positions in which any given thing might be and is. And that, my dear host, is the underpinning of quantum immortality. Again, this is very, very basic level. But I think you get the point there. As long as I remain at least partially unobserved, I exist at all points in my own timeline. And since my first trip was to the beginning of time, just before the universe expanded, and my second to its end, I exist hypothetically, but not literally, at all points in time and space. Now, space 
a large enough gravity field deforms it along the plane of the gravity itself. This is kind of what you might think of as a multiversal distortion. Right, okay. And since I have existed at both the beginning and end of this point, I can therefore exist at any point in between. So what you're telling me is that Flicker's going to need a lot more yarn for that pegboard. Yes. <laughs> this is fascinating. Um, I'll have to get right on this. Uh, after this, of course. It's The net result is that a multiverse, as you kind of conceive of it, is just a shift in that atomic orbital a little bit. Just a little wobble. Time, space, multiverse, all the same thing. Huh. Uh, hmm. So it's like, it's like the, the, the Schrodinger cat, but like every universe is a cat in a box? Is that anything, right? I, 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 don't, I think I'm piecing it together, but I can't really tell. You're, you're not as far off as you might think. Uh, the future is in flux until we observe it, and therefore any particular point in time and space can exist, whether or not it actually does, until you observe it and therefore lock it into reality. It's why I never observe my own death. Yeah, that's that's smart. And the necessity of being a time traveler. Flicker, do you have any follow-up questions? Because I'm kind of at a loss. I'm curious. Have you ever, like... I suppose it's a, probably a complicated answer to this question, but... Have you ever altered time for your own means? What is an alteration in time when you really think about it? We've all altered time in our own ways, just most of us do it in a linear fashion. But if you go back to the past and change something that happened, then would would we even be aware of it changing, or...? Oh, me? It... Yes, you know. Uh-huh. I mostly exist outside of time and space at this point. I spend most of my time in the quantum foam. Quantum foam? Don't worry about it. There's bubbles, it's a whole thing. Have? you done this? Well, again, the, the, the point you're getting at is you want me to describe a world that no longer exists, but that hypothetically could have. I could say that dinosaurs were supposed to evolve into, you know, bipedal, tool-using creatures, and that my interference made humanity happen, but I was born of a human named Gerald, therefore that had to have happened before I was born. As a time traveler, of course, I can arrange this. It's sort of a chicken and an egg thing, though. Now, did that actually happen? I will leave that to your imagination. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to get more string. (laughs) Do you want to go to the store after this? Yeah, we'll make a run to the craft store. Uh, I'm wondering if there's any... Let's see, uh... So, like, have you been, you know, paying attention... You said you had thoughts on the whole March Madness thing. What's the deal with that, huh? Well... It creates quite a bit of uncertainty, and that is an area in which I both thrive and try to avoid. So, multiverse theory, right? You have an infinite possible branching number of points from any point in history, time and space, exactly the same thing, right? This tries to collapse those possibilities, however briefly, into one singularity. And now, initially they did that outside of time and space, and then on some sort of dinosaur island, and this time in a computer of sorts. However you do it, you're bringing disparate threads back together, like merging on the highway. And sometimes those cars are going to run into each other. Yeah. 
It is interesting to see that this one seems to be collapsing towards a singularity, however. It- Wait, what? what? Ah, well, I suppose we should look at the contestants, shouldn't we? Alright, yeah, I guess let's let's do that then. Uh, uh, let's start with the, uh, the, the quarterfinals, because those things aren't finished yet, uh, at- right now, anyways. I think they might be done soon, but we're now and not them, so. Yeah. Uh, first up we have Quetzal from Moon Harbor up against the Golden Glove from Nerds on a Roll. Uh, this, this round is, this is the darkest mirror, right? Yes, this is the darkest, the cruelest mirror. Cruelest mirror. Uh, that's the one where, uh, you're teamed up with a, a sidekick that's got all your powers but cooler? Yes. They're a better version of you, essentially. Yeah. It's like a Matryoshka doll of overlapping realities. Yeah, I guess. Do, do you think these sidekick things, do you think that's anything like another self? I suppose. Like, would that be functionally different from, like, you versus Phantom? Huh. I, mean, I think I... the main difference, functionally, is that one of these is hypothetically simulated. However, since it is real to the participants, does that then mean that these simulated people actually exist and are dying after their match is over? Because, oh. like, during the event itself, even the heroes are simulated, in a way, right? Like, right. I mean, I'm not, like, super big on the tech part of this, but, like, that that seems to be my understanding. As I understand, they are physically digitized into the Ultracade system itself, which brings up some interesting questions about where these hypothetical sidekicks come from. Could they not also be pulled in from their own reverse matches? Also- Oh, there's like a, a mirror March Madness happening where these are contestants who are now being teamed up with people that are worse at their job than they are. Well, or- Perception being different from reality, perhaps these contestant sidekicks believe themselves to be the inferior partner. Oh, that would be interesting. Oh. I also don't know if we should mention this, but uh, it does seem there have been some glitches during the course of this competition. Like recently, uh, Mystic was signed up with Phantom's uh, better self for a minute before the correct better Mystic was uploaded. Uh, do you think we should be concerned about that? I'm, I'm sure it's nothing. I'm, sh you know, they must be hard at work over at the Ultracade, and mistakes happen, right? I mean, like every video game has a day one patch these days, right? So, like, it's just right. one of those, surely. Of course, sloppy engineering, I say. Should never have been taken out of beta. Hmm. Uh, but uh, just like an early access March Madness. Alternately, in February. Alternately, we could explain this by saying that the mirrored multiversal other clones are being shunted into arenas, and someone simply shunted one into the wrong arena. Which would make yeah. sense that rather than pulling from the psyche of the contestant, they simply took the, for lack of a better word, other self, and assigned it to the wrong contestant. Oh. Okay. Lack. Oh, I'm just imagine looking in a mirror and you just see your best friend instead. That would be oh. nightmarish. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'd, Who I'd ever be think of that. I'd be afraid that my best friend got like trapped in some mirror dimension and is trying to reach out to me to save them. That probably happened at some point. 
Not to me, but just in general. Has there been a mirror villain recently? Not immediately coming to my knowledge, but... I mean, we're working with a multiversal thing here, and I'm not, you know... I'm here. I'm not there. Yeah. But, uh, who do we think between the two is going to pass? It's a tough one. You know, we don't know a lot about the contestants themselves. Yeah. Other than, you know, what I have in these files, which are, again, still woefully inadequate, I think, for a lot of this uh, discussion this year. Like, I could tell you that, you know, like, what they can do and what they look like, but I can't tell you what they think like or how they feel, you know? Do we think that the the alien that's bonded to the Golden Glove is also going to be replicated in this duplicate. I suppose if they have the same abilities, it would be. I don't know if that would make it dif- more difficult or not, though. I mean, it could be just like a a different but similar, like, alien situation or something. Mm. Or like, maybe that's the difference is that instead of having powers from an alien, like, that you've been bonded with, you just have your powers naturally, and you don't have to worry about that. Interesting. I think I have to give this one to Quetzal. If only, yeah. be- if only because there is less uncertainty, I believe. Quetzal is one person, whereas the yeah. Golden Glove is functionally two. Yeah. Fewer, fewer choices, fewer options to narrow down from. Also, I like her look. That's that's fair and reasonable. I'm just thinking, you know, if there's a lot of options, maybe there's a lot, there, there's a few that it could be that end up being, you know, more uh, in his favor. Yeah. You know? If you're swapping a lot of variables, you know, the probability of things changing to the better might might go up. I have learned never to trust that more options increases viability. Well, uh... Let's move on to the next one, then. Uh, this one is Otherware v. Otherware. We have Special Agent Thermite up against Mystic. Mm. Now, Mystic was on the show. Mystic was on the show. Quite. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, she she's proven herself to be very confident, and is very at least, you know, as someone I've talked to, I can get a sense of how she thinks. Yeah. I, I think she's got, you know, a really good chance here. I dealing agree. Dealing with a, a cooler Mystic. I will say, I feel like Mystic probably has this, but Special Agent Thermite might. I'm not sure what a better version, maybe a better soldier, or would be. It will be interesting to see whether Thermite believes that the path of a soldier is the best possible outcome for her, or whether her better self could be something else. Yes. And I feel like if it's something else, it'd probably unnerve Thermite more to realize that. Whereas, uh, I think Mystic's been in the dimension hopping business a little bit longer and has seen more variations on her own experience. I think I have to agree. The the edge of experience is not to be discounted. Yeah. Alright, uh, let's hop over to the semifinals of uh, the, the Protean City, Patch City, you know, uh, meetup, I guess. Uh, there we have Boom from Rollout up against Phantom from Otherware. Oh, no. And this is a different uh, matchup. It's not the uh, the uh, cruelest mirror. This is... Oh, which one is this? This is... Well, no, this is... Semifinals will either be Boom versus Quetzal or Golden Glove. 
and then Phantom. Oh, right. I'm misreading. Yes. Thermite or Mist. My bad. Yes. My bad. It's to be expected, uh, unless you're operating in a different dimension than I am. Not that we're aware of. No, I'm just bad at reading. Both things can be true. Uh, Alright, so then, in a theoretical... uh, let, Let's look at both potential outcomes. Yeah. Right? Now we're in my versus, Yeah, okay. Boom versus Quetzal, and the uh, the situation here is, comes back to bite. Each hero will have to publicly face off against someone from their past who they failed, and who Ultracade Online has recreated as a villain. They will need to own their actions and defeat the villain. Huh. This would be an interesting one. Uh, Boom seems like the kind of person who probably hasn't wronged that many people, and I'm very curious at who they could possibly even dig up for her to go up against. Yeah. Quetzal, if Quetzal wins, Quetzal seems to be a former villain, so it's possible that she has plenty of people that she might have wronged. I suppose it, it will pick the worst one, though. There are two possibilities that I see here. If Boom matches with Quetzal, Boom's lack of wronged individuals may be both a help and a hindrance. She could be less experienced at dealing with such people. Quetzal, on the other hand, likely having a long rogues galleries of people who have been waylaid by her earlier actions, could be used to telling them to get the hell out of her face. That said, Boom is one of the truly good people in the multiverse, and I think that she's going to have an edge there. Yeah, and it's not just like telling them to get out of your face. You do have to like come to terms with what you've done and Yeah. Like that that's that's the win condition of the event is the rectifying that and owning what you've done to them kind of thing. Yeah, and Quetzal now being a hero instead of a villain might be more familiar with coming to terms with the things she's done. It's a foreign concept to me, but I trust you in that. I mm. I don't often look at the consequences of my own actions, so I can't tell you that. Uh, if, if we swap the matchup, though, and it's Boom up against the Golden Glove, I mean, the thing about Boom still holds true, whereas, is it is it possible it pulls someone from, like, the, uh, the alien host's past? That they, because that would be, you know, that's like an entire different thing. That's something that, uh, you know, he might not be able to know anything about and will have to rely on what the alien says to him. Although, I, I mean, while it's a possibility, I doubt that's going to be what ends up happening. Yeah, 50-50 shot whether the system recognizes the alien as the competitor or the person. Well, aliens are people, but you, the human. The, like, the host. Yes, the host and not the parasite. I, I think Boom still has the advantage here overall. Yeah. Because... I mean, I don't see her not apologizing to someone who she thinks she's hurt. From what I understand, Boom often apologizes to people that she hasn't, so at least she's got practice. Yes. Now, on the other side of the bracket, we'd still have more otherware, with Phantom up against either Special Agent Thermite or Mystic. Indeed we do. This is what I mean by this contest collapsing into a singularity. Now, do we think- I mean, but- no matter what happens, the singularity ends at this point. Yeah. I Does guess, it? like, it, hmm? Yeah, not necessarily. I mean, I guess, like, if you consider Phantom winning the whole, or Phantom or 
Thermite or Mystic winning the whole thing being a continuation of that, I guess, but like having a match of whoever's on the other side versus another where I think is reducing the that convergence. Maybe. Maybe, maybe I just don't understand how you're thinking. Think about it this way. On one side of the bracket, we have multiple timelines, multiple realities. We have three separate, for lack of a better word, universes. On the other side, we have the certainty of one. We know that whatever happens, this reality will proceed. We're pruning on one side and growing on the other. Mm-hmm. Now, as to which of those is the more effective method for growing a plant, who knows? I mean, I do, but... You take care of a lot of plants? Oh, of course, I have a lot of time. A lot of hobbies. Interesting. I think you should grow more herbs than just time. That is an excellent joke, and I applaud you for it. So, Phantom is kind of a mystery to me. Me too. Uh, a person who isn't even from the same world so to speak, as uh, their two teammates that they would, might be going up against. What, you know, what leads them to, you know, run around and hop dimensions the way they do? You know, are, ha- with having visited so many different places, there's a lot of people that they could have, you know, hurt in some way. That's true. There's a lot of possibilities, but without knowing more about Phantom and their history, it's hard to say exactly. But if we go off the assumption that they might have fonged people in the past. I I don't know much about Thermite other than, like, her soldier-style background. So I don't know who it is she might have hurt or, you know, wronged in her past. Yeah. Whereas Mystic, you can make some guesses based on, like, the way she focuses on making sure her powers don't go out of control. Yeah. So it probably has something to do with that. Well, I don't want to vote against my own other self. I do feel like Mystic is probably the one who I could see apologizing more and trying to make things right out of the three of them. I mean, if, depending on like the cause of it, if it does have to do with her powers going out of control, she's already making steps. Yeah. I think the more interesting matchup here is, in fact... Mystic versus Phantom. Thermite would apologize if ordered to that soldier mindset, but who knows how much heart would be in it. On the other hand, imagine the deepest cut that has been done to you. Is it by someone who is simply drifting through your reality, or is it someone that you know well? Phantom is a drifter. The cuts can't be that deep. That's true. Yeah, but also there's like the possibility of Phantom having already known about all this and Part of the whole drifting is to not have to deal with the consequences. A valid supposition. Maybe after all this, Phantom could have a turnaround and realize the things they've done wrong and try and make things right in this. It's been a really intense uh, psychological time for all the heroes going through this competition, having to face their own inner demons in a way. Some are coping by baking. Yes. I've heard. Yeah, isn't Phantom one of them? No, Phantom lost. I know, there is a competition where I would feel at home. I make excellent scones. You do? Again, lots of time, many hobbies. You get good at things. Do you have any scones with you? (sighs) 
In our universe of infinite possibilities, the answer is both yes and no. Are are you hungry, Flicker? Is that why you're asking? Well, you know, it's not every day you get to try a scone made by Professor Paradox. I'll send you a basket. It's already waiting in your room. Oh. I mean, theoretically, with the time travel, it could be every day you get that chance. I suppose you're right. But, uh, thank you. Um, so, I feel like maybe Phantom and Mystic can make it through. I don't want... I, okay, I think for... We don't even know what the final match, like, event is. Yeah. So, just like eyeballing the people we have, the six players we still have on the field, uh, my personal thoughts are leading me towards, like, a Boom versus Mystic, and at that point, depending on what the matchup is, I feel like it could go either way. Yeah. But that could be said about any given matchup here, is that it, the final one could be going another way depending on what the matchup is. It, it's, it remains a mystery, and we won't know until we get there. Yeah. It's hard to say who's going to win it all. I feel like all remaining six competitors are very strong, and, I mean, they've made it through this far, so I feel confident that perhaps any one of them could m- take the uh, title, especially depending on what the final match is. But you have to pick one now. I'm making you pick one. Oh, okay. Listen, I'm going to go the easiest route for me, and I'm going to pick Phantom because I believe in my other self. You're crushing hard. Uh, I I do not have a... As someone who has many copies of himself, it's all right to crush on yourself. I'm magnificent. I'd be a fool yeah, not like to. It's, it's a judgment-free zone. I'm just saying, like, it's it's been pretty intense this whole time. I just think that Phantom is pretty cool from what I've seen and heard about. It's a shame we've never had them on the show. Anyways, yes, my pick is Phantom. Uh, Professor Paradox, do you have a guess? Do you know who's going to win? Hmm, well... That is an interesting question. I am, of course, there, which means I will be there, which means I have been there. Now, if I were to look at the results, I could tell you and then fix that in view. However, judging by the last two of these competitions, perhaps establishing that certainty is not in our best interests. Besides, it would kind of, you know, defeat the whole point of the show. Yeah. It would ruin the surprise. That said, I do see... The coalescence towards disorder on one side and certain order on the other. It will be interesting to see that come to a head. Mm. Well, I, I'm going to say Mystic. Mystic was on the show, and I think she's neat. She is neat. Yeah, you got a problem with the word I chose? No, I, I, of course not. Um, I'm very excited to see what the remaining uh, competition will be. What comes last? It apparently depends on the competitors involved, so depending on which matchup we get at the end will influence what kind of challenge they will have to face. And uh, My guess is that they're going to have to do a three-legged race, but with um, with just the other person. But it, it's it, it's complicated. Like, the Ultracade system is going to make a copy of the uh, opponent, and you're going to have to three-legged race each other, and it's just the same team twice. That would be kind of cool. And complicated. Very complicated. I wonder if 
this will be the only time the competitors will actually fight against each other instead of just competing in similar uh, simulations. It would certainly be a, a, a difference from how any of the previous events have ever gone. I don't think in the entirety of March Madness we've had a direct combat, unless maybe back in the first one. I don't believe so, and I don't believe that to be the case this time. That doesn't seem to be how these things are set up. Besides, that doesn't make sense given the system we've seen it play here. Well, all, all the rounds have played on the competitors' emotions and their sense of self, so perhaps it will be something in that kind of area. Maybe they're going to be let loose in a ball pit and it's a test to see who can have the most fun. Oh, that would be nice. I have my suspicions, but I cannot say anything for certain. Yes. Alright, um, I, I mean, that covers the bracket in its entirety and all of its potentia- potential entireties, I suppose. Yes. As many as we have time to address here. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like if we tried to push it to cover more, it would just be a lot of, com- you know, repeating the same sentences over and over. So, like, if you're interested, you could just, like rewind and listen to it again but just pretend we're saying different names exactly uh i guess like the other things to talk about are uh you know just plug in some things that are happening you know there's still all those side brackets happening you know between the 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 breaking that we mentioned earlier i heard there's a fashion show going on oh yeah yes i am particularly interested in this fashion show they put a horse on the runway it I was think, glorious. It was majestic. I think one of my other other selves is competing, and that's weird. I don't know how they got here. What if they came out of the computer? Huh. I guess that's possible. Well, this computer system does seem to be capable of putting people into it and therefore spitting them back out. The question is whether the them that comes out is the same one that goes in, and whether more can come out than goes in. Isn't there also a competition that's... Whether being sucked into an arcade? I'm not quite sure about that one. I think it's just a high score challenge. Okay. But, like, their powers have been swapped? That sounds... strange. That sounds like there's something weird at work. I I heard it was just a high score challenge. Just a regular one of those. Hey, listen... What do you think the last round of that's going to be? I mean... I don't know. Like, Tetris or something, maybe? I hope it's Frogger! I love that game! What about Pac-Man? Pac-Man, also, you know, that's that's an option. You know, a lot of of classic, you know, Pac-Man scoring, trying to get the big numbers on those. Or Centipede! I wonder if we're going to see any kill screens. Oh, maybe. Whatever it is, I'm certain it will be entertaining. Yeah, I mean, I heard there's like a, a dinner on the line. Like food. Oh. Well, I wish all the. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I wish all the competitors good luck in both the actual competition and the side brackets. Yeah. Uh. Also, Uncle Scam's still handing out the sign-up sheet for this thing that I'm not super sure about. Uh. Just maybe go check that out. Maybe I'll I'll re-share it. He's been bugging me about that. Uh. Yes. Yes. I have seen this, and I am very intrigued. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to 
Yeah, we'll probably, you know, repost that. I think also, I think Flickr and I, we're going to do that stream, right? Yeah. The the live episode Q&A thing? Yes. After everything's done? Yes, that is our plan. I'm thinking Sunday around 3 Eastern could work, right? This upcoming Sunday? Yeah, that works fine for me. Yeah, so the, the 27th around 3 p.m. Eastern. We'll We'll post about it on our social media. We only have the one, so... Yeah. You you should be able to figure out which one. And you should stop asking for our, our, our other Twitters. You you won't get them. You won't get mine. Listen, I can interface with technology. You're never going to find me. Never say never. I thought you were mostly just on, like, Instagram. I mean, that too. Alright, um, I guess... Uh, Professor Paradox, is there anything you want to talk about before we end the show? Hmm... Don't trust adults. That's really all I've got. Alright, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna, like, condone or, uh, disavow. I don't know if that's the right word. It's the first <laughs> word I thought of, uh, that sentiment. But, uh, yeah, in that case, uh, thank you for being on what might have been the most educational our edutainment show has been. Well, I am an educator. The professor bit is legit. I have PhDs in engineering, education, ethics, and sociology. Oh. A lot of time to, you know, finish those. Yes, well, I would have one in physics, but there's no one qualified to teach me. Hmm. Alright, um, well, in that case, we'll see you at the live show if you make it. Otherwise, have a good rest of your march, and we'll see you whenever this event happens again. Yeah. Assumedly next march. Listen, we've talked about how it's been different timeline-wise for every, like, location. Um, you know, about, like, for some people it's only been, like, a month since the last March, versus other people it's been about a year. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. March has its own energy, much like Halloween. Uh, Halloweenergy, I believe they call it. Yeah, yeah. One of our guests was talking about how it was Halloween for a month over where they're from. Yeah. Something about Dracula and the moon? Uh, 100 days, as I recall. I stopped by briefly. Good candy. I'm impressed they managed to keep up the quality the whole time. Oh, it's all that Halloween energy. You can taste the, you can taste the difference. That's mm. interesting. Candy corn about. doesn't suck, as it turns out. Just, you know, don't have enough energy in the, the local area. Yeah, you have low background energy of Halloween energy in most places, and most candy corn is developed at a point when it's at a, an ebb before it flows in for the October month. But if you have sustained high levels of Halloween energy throughout the production and consumption cycles, it's quite good. I mean, I've always thought it was fine. Oh, uh, you haven't lived until you've tasted 30-day Halloween energy candy corn. Huh. Alright, uh, well anyways, uh, before we just keep going on and on, I'm just gonna go ahead and say bye to the folks at home, so bye! bye. Take care! And goodbye, and farewell from the future! March Massness is an event put together by James Malloy, with help this year from Siobhan. You can find them on Twitter, at AndTheMeltdowns, and at SpellboundMage, respectively. And the event has a Twitter, at MarchMassness. Slugbug is played by Cassidy Caruso Neal, who also edited this show and made the album art. You can find her on Twitter at Madlobotanist. Flickr is played by Charlie Caruso Neal, who can be found on Twitter at Magical underscore Pride, where you can find links to all of his podcasts and projects. Confusion Hero is played by Bunny, 
who can be found on Twitter at ConfusedDoodle. Professor Paradox is played by Jeremy, who also did the music for this show and normally runs this podcast. You can find him on Twitter at Tayuface, and you can find the show at Apex CityCast, as well as Stitcher, iTunes, or establishing our own quantum immortality. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next issue.